Greetings, I'm Tyler and this is The Ground Loop for Wednesday, May 19th, 2021. This week's randomly selected and frequently asked question that I have never been asked and will therefore attempt to answer. What's the one thing you wish you had known about having type 1 diabetes before you left the hospital? Now, I have written about the tale of how my pancreas became manual transmission many times um, to the detriment of those who read it. But the short version, got really sick, lost a lot of weight, couldn't function, emergency room, blood sugar is 877, guess what, you have type 1 diabetes, oh, and you are probably 10 minutes from dead. A few days in the ICU, moved over to the You're Not Dead wing, where I was then trained in the art of stabbing myself four to seven times a day um, and properly dosing. Short version. Now, I know that in the hospital, you know, it is not... Their job is to, not, is to make me not dead, to which they succeeded. I would be dead without them. Um, and they were very kind with me, and I learned a lot from them. But I, I never... I was not prepared for the mental strain of it, the mental toll of type 1. And this is true beyond the hospital. This is true with my, my current treatment. Um, and, and again, they have taught, my, my, my endocrinologist now has taught me many, many things and is a good friend. And I mean, so, but the mental toll of it is still not emphasized in diabetes treatment. It really should be. So I do, that's what I want to talk about though, is the, the mental toll of it and but why it my not why it impacts me so much but my experience with the mental toll and i mean i have a couple things a couple strikes against me here one is that i have chronic depression two is that i'm a perfectionist i don't know that i need any more strikes against me um i have depression because i'm a chronic whatever chronic perfectionist chronic perfectionism that should be a that should be in the dsm or something but the mental strain of having type 1 is brutal because it is a constant balance between staying alive and living. And then not only that, but for I, I am constantly graded on a 70 to 180 scale of how I'm doing managing my disease. And, you know, I, I have to remind myself that type 1 is not golf. You know, I, I, I'm not going to win if I get the lowest score. I'm not going to be cured if I get the lowest score. That's part of the whole thing, too, is this thing is never going away. I, I do believe that it will be cured one day. I do not believe that I will have access to that cure. Although all the COVID vaccines that gave me hope, slight uptick in hope for that. But, but anyhow, they, they, the mental toll of this game of life, as it were, of, of type 1 life, fucks with my chronic depression. It triggers it big time. And so there's that balance between living and staying alive. There's that balance between the bullshit in my brain and reality. And in my worst moments, worst moments, which are far from few and far between, um, 
I begin to think of it as a subscription service to life. I'm paying a ransom to stay alive. I'll be dead without insulin. You know, and I have to pay a ransom. I have good health insurance, and it's still an exorbitant ass amount. But I catch myself asking myself, and maybe in some ways this is good. I think in, in some more capable hands, this would be a good question. But in my hands, it's a horrible question because I'm treating this chronic illness like a fucking Netflix subscription. Am I getting the most out? Am I actually using this subscription? This subscription service to life? Am I using it the best I can? And then when the things get really dark, I go into questioning of why wasn't I allowed to die? Um, I mean, I'm, I, I have over the years with this, this, though, and with, I've been to therapy for this, and I have talked through, and I have learned how to get myself out of these loops, and I know they are loops, um, and I do get myself out of them, usually just by doing the work, doing my work, or mowing a lawn, or playing with a puppy, or something, who is sleeping through the night, which is great, that makes me happy, but, you know, I, before I, I go on this particularly dark episode of the ground loop, every day I, I run like five and a half, six miles, and every day my route takes me through a cemetery, and this is on purpose because I do believe in being near death and seeing it all the time. So, but one day, and I have run the cemetery for years, I just look over, and there is this untended gravestone with my last name on it. Whoosh. So uh, the ground loop will be back on June 2nd. Uh, I think it's, well, If I, I probably have the date wrong, but I'm going to call it June 2nd uh, because next Wednesday, whatever two weeks from today is, um, as next Wednesday will be the debut of the third reemergence story featuring new music from the one and only Elizabeth Joan Kelly and new words from myself. And that will be available at parentheticalrecluse.com slash reemergence. So, as ever, if you'd like to shout, scream, swear, say hi, or otherwise at me, my email is TWW at parentheticalrecluse.com. And you can check out earlier episodes of this little mini pod of me talking to myself at parentheticalrecluse.com slash TGL pod. See you in a couple weeks.